Welcome to Fairfax County's EnviroPod. I'm Scott Coco. Each month, this podcast will address any topic within Fairfax County that may have to do with the environment. We realize this is a big subject and gives us an endless supply of topics to deal with, which I believe is a good thing. This will allow us to speak to a tremendous array of folks that touch the county's ecosystem and can relay important messages to both our residents and county government employees alike. This podcast is sponsored by the Fairfax County Department of Public Works and Environmental Services. That's DPWES to the, uh, to most of us folks. So over the next number of months, our discussions will be with the incredibly dedicated and experienced engineers who help ensure that the county's wastewater, stormwater, streams, trees, watersheds, solid waste and recycling, and much, much more truly works for the public. So let's start the discussion. Today I have with me Juan Reyes, Assistant Director for Public Works and Environmental Services here in Fairfax County. He has over 39 years of service, various levels of responsibilities, including as a senior executive in federal, state, municipal government, and Little League no, uh, levels. He's really experienced guy. Uh, while here in federal service at the CDC, Department of Homeland Security, and the Environmental Protection Agency, he led programs addressing environmental and health consequences from disasters and directed programs in radiation protection, worker safety, water pollution control, ground and drinking water protection, and hazardous waste management. He has led international missions to assist environmental and public health professionals in Europe, the Americas, and in Japan to address the aftermath of the Fukushima NPP accident. He has also led programs to build environmental, public health, and emergency preparedness capacity in states and municipalities throughout the United States. His recent work experience includes managing state and local public works, environmental, and public health programs. That's a lot, sir. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I, sometimes I think about whether I'm, I'm capable of holding down a job or not. <laughs> or you're trying to do too much at once. <laughs> <Or> maybe. <laughs> well, so when Godzilla comes, you'll have a lot more stuff to do. So um, that, that is uh, quite impressive. So let's just start here locally. We won't go across the whole world just yet. Um, talk to me about what you do and what the department that you represent does here for the county. Sure. So um, my job is as an assistant director basically touches on all four of our business areas. Um, and I'll talk more about that as we have uh, as we go on with our conversation. Uh, the, the main mission of Public Works is about creating the, the infrastructure that's necessary in any community um, uh, to both uh, provide a livable uh, place to live, but also to promote uh, economic uh, activity, which is critical to uh, a healthy community. So um, tell me a little bit about the – there's kind of four main functions yeah. that the the department looks at. Um, and with that also, there's, you know – three main functions that you're looking at within those four. Can sure. you talk to me about those couple things real sure. quick? So uh, it, it, 
you're right. We have we are divided into four uh, business areas in terms of an organizational structure. Um, our main our main mission is about creating and preserving a sustainable uh, community. Um, the four business areas include wastewater uh, management, stormwater management, uh, capital facilities, and uh, solid waste management. So let me go into a little bit about what those do. Um, uh, wastewater obviously takes care of all the wastewater produced here in the county, which is about 100 million gallons a day of wastewater from residents uh, and commercial institutions, schools, uh, and industry. Um, we treat about, uh, inside the county, we treat about 40 million gallons of that at the Noman Coal Plant in Lorton, and about the rest of the 60 million gallons are actually treated through uh, interagency agreements with uh, surrounding municipality uh, treatment plants like, for example, uh, Blue Plains in D.C., uh, Arlington, Alexandria are among some of those. Th that system has over 3,400 miles of piping, 67 pump stations, one of the largest in the country, actually. Um, the the uh, the solid waste folks actually handle over a million uh, tons of waste that is produced on an annual basis here in the county, and uh, and we run a recycling program as well as well with that program. But we also have a public-private par uh, partnership program that actually turns our waste into energy uh, at the uh, Comanta facility in, in Lorden. Our capital facility folks, they're the ones that, that construct the infrastructure, uh, whether it's buildings or whether it's sewers or whether it's pump stations for the county. Uh, we don't do schools. Schools actually have their own separate system for that. Um, we also manage streetlights under that program. Um, and we manage uh, public-private uh, partnerships uh, during uh, development. Um, our stormwater program is all about uh, uh, protecting uh, stormwater and making sure that uh, we, we do that in a way that doesn't present a public uh, safety hazard and it protects property. Those are two critical functions, but also maintains water quality within our watershed, which has over 800 miles of, of, uh, of streams uh, within it. Um, in terms of, you know, the three major focuses of, for all those programs is really about creating uh, uh, quality of life for people who reside in the county because without these functions, it's hard to do that. Um, uh, protecting public health because that's also part of our mission, very much part of our mission. We're, we do a lot of risk management uh, part of public health. Um, uh, and, and also making sure that there's enough infrastructure to promote uh, uh, e economic activity within the county. You cannot uh, have economic growth and you can't provide livable spaces without the infrastructure to support it. So that's, that's what we do. I, I personally, as I was learning a lot about this, especially when I was doing a piece on some stream restoration and was talking to Dave Anglin just about, um, it, ironically, the ripple effects mm -hmm. of how everything affects each other yeah. and how um, complex everything is, yes. you know. Uh, you know how when the 
you know, the 95 interchange is built, mm -hmm. and it's a lot more asphalt and concrete yep. than you ever think. Yep. And that water, when it rains and snows and melts, yep. it has to go somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> and then when that goes somewhere that Mother Nature isn't prepared for, <laughs> then that then affects the stormwater. Yep. And then the stormwater erodes and affects mm -hmm. property and then right. exposes the the wastewater lines yep. and then there could be a disaster from that yep. and then it's a whole ripple effect from there exactly and then the railroad line gets cracked yep. Yep. and then that's an infrastructure so the engineering yep. that goes underneath the scene it's not even behind the scene no. it's everyone's just driving <laughs> doing their own thing and yep. going to work they go to the bathroom flush their toilet yep. and they don't think about Correct. everything that goes on and that's what you people do we is do. you think about all of that stuff yeah um as the as the county continues to grow and urbanize yes. what are some of the challenges that mm -hmm. that you as a department have to think of yeah so all, all of what you said is absolutely correct. You know, the interconnectivity in a built environment is 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 it's it's pretty uh, intense, um, and especially the more growth that you have, the more uh, the more uh, focus there needs to be on infrastructure. I, I think if if you were to ask me, it's one of the, one of the biggest challenges that we have is all about maintaining the vigilance and surveillance that needs to go on with these systems because they're all engineered systems. And sooner or later, something's going to break or wear out. And so ma and maintaining that surveillance, maintaining that vigilance is really critical to uh, part of the work that we do. Uh, and finding the funding to do it without, you know, exacerbating the costs that are affiliated with it. So not only are we trying to provide the service, but we're trying to provide it in a way um, that's economical as much as we can. Um, I tell you, you may not think about this, but one of one of our challenges is maintaining a workforce that can actually do this. Fifty-four percent or more of our workforce is in labor and trades. That requires we're in competition with public sector about those and and all the surrounding communities around here that require that kind of service. Um, but also attracting professionals. We we have a very diverse um, um, uh, 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 set of professionals that cover everything from ecologists, biologists, engineers, um, CPAs, you name it. Um, uh, we hire them, and and the reason, and recruiting those also it be, becomes a, a, a tough job. Now the county has um, it, it favorably positioned to do to attract those, but we're in competition, and so you can't do the work without the workforce. So that's another big challenge for us is sustaining that uh, environment. Not a real popular, sexy job out there either. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, people don't – if they don't know about it, yeah. you know, it, you have to go down and uh, yep. hijack Virginia Tech and just keep bringing those, uh, you know, civil engineers. <laughs> that's correct. To, and, in fact, we have a program to do that. <laughs> we, we, we actually have on a rotating basis – we will hire um, in the, uh, t on a temporary basis, bring engineers right out of school and, and hire them. We're working with high schools uh, with kids that don't necessarily want to go to college, but they want to develop a trade. And so we're trying to do recruitment through that process to ensure that we have folks that are filling the positions that, that we need in order to get the job done. Um, Those are some good stories. That would be great. Some, some great stories to yeah, tell absolutely. Is, is the, the – 
you know, people going out and getting getting their hands in the environment and working with that. Correct, so. correct. I think another big challenge for us is, you know, we ha- we now have, we're no longer in certain parts of the county. We can't consider it new live- development. Um, so, you know, we have aging infrastructure, just like every other community. Uh, we're fortunate that we, we don't have uh, as much aging infrastructure as perhaps some of the uh, Rust Belt cities and counties, but we do have our set of those. And so uh, maintaining the upkeep of those is very important, whether it's from stormwater, wastewater, or solid waste facilities where we handle, you know, the waste that comes in and gets properly transported and recycled. All of those require quite a bit of maintenance, quite a bit of operational upkeep, um, and those are some of the biggest challenges. One, for I'll give you an example. Our plant, our treatment plant right now, Noman Coal in in um, in Lorton, is was built in 1970. Okay, now there's been a, a progression of uh, of additional things that have been done to it, um, but right now we're embarked in a 240 million dollar uh, reinvestment in that plant over the next five to ten years, because. It's aging infrastructure, mm-hmm. and it can't. You can't expect it to last forever. Um, so, uh, those are some of the challenges we face today. Well, sure, and you know, we we've just been going through budget markup stuff yep. and listening to all the capital improvement plans. Yep. You know, yep. the undergrounding of power lines. Yep. You know, it, yep. they're talking that's a million dollars a mile and stuff Correct. like that. And, um, you know, and again with just talking about water and the interconnectivity, um, how you were talking the number of streams and runs, and people just because they're in the backyards and on the other side of the communities, it's interesting, you know, when people hear about the Chesapeake watershed, you know, Mm -hmm. Fairfax County just, it it sits on top of so much water and people may not realize it. and talk about environmentally. I know that is a challenge yes. that um, your engineers are constantly working on and yes. also working on with the surrounding jurisdictions to make that happen. Because if there's something that happens wrong yes. in Annandale, yes. um, it's eventually going to be wrong in yes. Lorton yes. and then in the Chesapeake Bay. Yes. And that's people may not connect those two things. Yes. Pollution prevention is a big part of our mission, okay, uh, whether it's from solid waste or whether it's from water, um, but it's a big part of our mission. And so, and, and you're right, it, it, our environment, because it's a built environment, it's interconnected. And so we work, like I said, in our wastewater program, for example, we work with four other municipalities and agencies in order to get that wastewater treated. All of our wastewater actually is treated to the highest levels that are are required today, advanced treatment, which means removing nitrogen and phosphorus in order to make the receiving waters very much a... um, a, a livable place and and for fish and and other wildlife and and aquatic plants and so forth um and yes absolutely um you know the we're interconnected uh in a lot of places with a lot of infrastructures from others um that we have to maintain good working agreements with in order to make sure things run appropriately and that we don't end up uh causing more problems um, I, we, I think we're, we're fortunate in the way we, we operate. We're very uh, uh, focused on 
uh, not postponing maintenance that can then lead to more problems down, down the end. We're very proactive in our maintenance process. We inspect our pipes, for example, <laughs> one example, whether it's stormwater or whether it's wastewater, to make sure that they're not leaking. And if they are leaking, we repair them. Sometimes we reline them completely, uh, reline them. It's a industrial process where we go through and basically reline them with an epoxy coating that um, actually seals uh, those piping, those, that piping structure pretty well. Uh, we reconstruct, you know, a lot of our infrastructure uh, on a regular basis because it wears out. Um, and uh, and whenever uh, we have one of the it's interesting enough that I think it's one statistic that I think it's important for people to understand. So even with as big a collection system in wastewater, for example, that we have, we want we have one of the lowest um, uh, sewer overflow rates in the country, and and the reason for that is our attention to maintaining vigilance, making sure we're doing the right inspections, and so forth. Um, and by the way, if I have a spill and it and um, and it, it's 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 near uh, one of the surrounding jurisdictions, then guess what? Not only am I going to impact Fairfax, I'm going to impact, for example, Alexandria or Arlington or or a false church or the city of Fairfax. So, yeah, we uh, constant vigilance over that process is really important. Um, this is kind of out of my own curiosity. Is some of that based on some of the original engineering and planning? Fairfax County, at least moving west, yeah. is relatively new compared yes. to the stuff further east and south of us. So yes. um, it, it, is some of that also vi- the, the vigilance that was done as the, as the county was growing yes. um, as well as the maintenance and the, you know, any forward thinking that's done moving forward? Yeah, there was an incredible foresight from from uh, the folks who used to run these programs in the past, thinking about the future of Fairfax and planning for the future of Fairfax County. Um, and so a lot of investment was put in place. You know, when, when, uh, when you, you have to make projections, and they made some pretty accurate projections about our, our growth and where we needed to ha- provide the service and how we needed to provide that service uh, and how resilient that service needed to be. Um, we, 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 are, we are beneficiaries of all that forward thinking that was done in the past, very much so. Um, whether it was for stormwater or whether it was wastewater, and 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 our adaptability has also been a, a big key um, to our success. Whether you're talking about solid waste or stormwater or wastewater or building infrastructure for the county, it's about that forward thinking uh, process and making the right projections and making sure that that you're planning ahead. Um, there, there, we have a legacy of doing that. Um, uh, one example of that is, you know, when we heard that Amazon ended up where, uh, uh, um, uh, where they did, one of the first things we, we made sure of is do we have, there's been, for example, studies out of uh, George Mason University that shows about 35 or more percent of um, the folks are going to live in Fairfax that are going to be working at, at Amazon. Well, that's a significant increase in population for us. So one of the first things we jump ahead is making sure that we had the sewer service capability and the stormwater service capability and, and, and the waste capability to be able to handle that increase in population. And fortunately, we do. Uh, yeah, that's that's incredibly interesting. You know, I grew up here, 
and I remember when my parents moved from uh, North Springfield out to West Springfield, Burke area, people were like, you're moving out to the farm country. I, you know, I mean, you know, the roads didn't even connect. And then by the time I'm out of school, the Fairfax County Parkway was getting done. And, I, and you know, I, people said, uh, my friends, when I came back home after school, they were like, oh, we're moving out to Centerville. And I'm like, and I was like, Centerville, what? you know, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, real quickly, um, how does Fairfax County, uh, with some of this stuff that we've been talking, and yeah. you know your experience working either across the country mm-hmm. um, or multiple levels up sure. on a federal basis, sure. um, uh, how's the, the the county compare sure. with with some of the uh, facilities, the capital um, plans, sure. you know, infrastructure that you've been talking yeah. about. So just a little bit of background in terms of benchmarking. Yeah. I'm, I'm my my career in federal service was very community-based uh, type, whether I was working in any of the departments that I was working on. I worked in all 50 states in the United States. And um, I will tell you that Fairfax, at, at, at federal level, but also recognized in many other areas, Fairfax County is recognized as a leader in terms of um, uh, operations, governmental operations, local governmental operations. It doesn't really matter what, um, you know, whether you're talking about fire and rescue and emergency response, uh, FEMA taps uh, our folks quite a bit of time to help with with that assistance, you know, our research and rescue operations, but, 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 you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's well, uh, organized. It's, it's, it's well resourced. We're fortunate in, in, in that doesn't mean we don't have needs. We always going to have needs, but, but, um, the profession, uh, the professional capability that exists to handle, handle issues or plan for the future, it's here, you know? And so, um, I think that's a product of what you see around you uh, in terms of a very livable community and and one that provides very good services to uh, the residents of the county um, and and one that uh, sustains the economic vitality here, uh, which is a, a big important aspect of you know the resource base that we need. Um, we are very much uh, we work very closely with the private sector in many areas. Um, yeah, we have a, a role in regulating them as well, but but uh, you can do both of those. You can achieve that. It's yeah. a synergy. It, absolutely you can, and you look for those synergies, and there's a lot of synergy to be to be had out there, which promotes both uh, their well-being as well as the, the well-being of the residents. So um, are there things that you were able to um, take away from your other experiences to both bring into the county or as a representative of the county, have you also been able to help other groups saying, hey, we've been able to do this in Fairfax. These are some things that will be able to help you along yeah. the way. It, it's funny that you say that because just yesterday, we just finished the project um, that is using uh, recycled glass as bedding material for our uh, uh, uh Piping that for both stormwater and and wastewater, so um, when you when you lay down pipe, you must surround it with a material that pretty much holds it in place. You don't want movement of pipe when it's buried underground, and usually that's done with gravel. Okay, so we were we were thinking glass has become unrecyclable. It's just a lot cheaper today to manufacture raw glass than to use 
you know, used glass. So for the most part, a lot of municipalities, this glass was ending up in landfills. Uh, it doesn't get recycled. And by the way, messing up a lot of the recycling operations because glass can be a pretty nasty um, uh, element once it's broken down to handle. So we worked with um, uh, George Mason University, got, got, got glass uh, uh, that we produce, actually. We, we basically break down the glass and create pretty much a pea gravel kind of uh, material out of it. And we work with George Mason, and they, we were able to get that certified for, for pipe bedding material. And, that, and, and we, in fact, um, during our flat lick uh, uh, run restoration where we ran new sewer lines, we were able to do that. And I'm sitting at my desk, and I get this note that comes up. It happens to be one of my old college roommates, but nevertheless, he's in Porlock Works in uh, Tampa Bay area. And he says, I can't believe you guys did this. You need to tell me all about it. I need, we're swimming in glass up here, and we need to figure out a way to do that. You know, so I, I immediately set up, and, and we get calls like that all the time, uh, not just, uh, and a lot of it is for the innovations that we're bringing to the public works practice, which, which people recognize. And uh, I know Virginia, we're, we're very well recognized throughout Virginia for the work that we do. Our projects, you know, um, other counties are always saying, you guys get too many awards. But no, it, 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 what, what it is is a reflection of the quality of the work that we're doing. And uh, so, yeah, absolutely. We're trying to help the practice uh, whenever we can. Um, and, and we do that through the innovations that we put in place. And that's great to know. And now you've brought me, you've brought me right into our next topic I want to talk about. And I think this is one of the, maybe one of the more confusing things, probably for residents, you know, from kids, from, uh, you know, whether, you know, they have three bins in their kitchen and, and recycling. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, People, it's one of those things that people can feel good about doing. Yes. Um, and how they do it, <laughs> and and maybe we probably need to do a whole probably. campaign on yes. what the realities of recycling mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Um, give me some of your talking points that you have just on, you know, what people can do. What are some of the issues? Maybe some of the myths. Sure. You know, I, we could probably talk about this for hours, we, we but can. just give me a top level. Sure. So just on a top level, listen, right now recycling is, is, is not in a crisis mode, but there's a lot of challenges. And, and a lot of that is, is being driven by, by market forces. Um, China used to take a lot of our recyclables, not just here in Fairfax, all over the United States. Plastics, right? Uh, well, not just plastic. Plastic and cardboard and you name it, they used to take it. Um, because they needed raw materials for all the, the production of goods that they were doing. Um, but they've, they've, they've um, in, imposed now some incredible restrictions on the kind of contamination that needs to come with the recyclables. Um, some of them are basically not doable under the current operations that, that, that are out there that private sector runs. Um, and so glass, for example, is one of those. Glass, as I said before, has no. But, but but the pressure is there um, uh, in terms of recycled. Cardboard still has a big market out there. Plastics have a big market. But they all have to be clean. They, got, they, they can't be contaminated by other things. So, I, you know, there's a, 
we, there's a term in the, in the industry called wishful recycling, <laughs> and and I, I wish we could do more, but right now a lot of that is market driven. So what we're trying to do is do provide as much education to folks about what really is, and provide other means of of, of being able to recycle. For example, we know that glass is a problem. Well. Some municipalities have actually banned, by the way, in in this local area. They're, they're no longer taking glass. But we've actually worked in agreement with them to actually have folks uh, put their glass in certain bins that are now being distributed throughout the county, and we're working on that as well with our own bins, so that they can take that glass and bring it specifically to those recycling centers so we can turn it into usable products, like I mentioned before, that peat gravel type of material to lay uh, pay, uh, pipe bedding. Um, one of the worst things that you could do is is really contaminate the recycling stream and and unfortunately uh the one stream type of recycling creates for some of that do not put things in there and we have a lot of this stuff in the web page so just go to our web page it's full of information but but listen I'll, I'll mention a few that are really problematic for us don't put the diapers in there put them in the <laughs> trash okay um they're a health yeah. hazard when they get to oh, the recycling yeah. facility yeah. to begin with um cloth diapers <laughs> yes yes uh don't put um uh don't put uh, what we call tangibles in there and things like plastic bags they're not recyclable bring them to your grocery store who takes those uh wires and all that we can't they they just mess up the 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 recycling facilities mm-hmm. pretty bad um uh uh hazardous waste for example we have a recycling center at both i95 and 66 we'll take them over there and and, and they get used uh, that, that it becomes material that's useful for example use paint uh we actually have a a a, a program that uh works with habitat for humanity to provide paint that's being used in these facilities and we co- we collect freons from all the white goods that come into us that have uh, freon as a coolant so and just as a reminder when you say um 95 and 66 yes. i personally know the one here off 66 yes is off of uh, West Ox Correct. near the uh, Fairfax County Parkway, West Ox, Fairlakes area. Right. Um, and I've used that area a lot myself. Yes. Uh, we just moved recently and got rid of a lot of yes. paint and yes. furniture, and, yes. and uh, you can recycle electronic stuff and yes. batteries there. It's Correct. very well. Correct. And the other one, when you say 95, is down near? It's in Lorton Lord. off of Furnace Road okay. and, 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 and Lorton Road. Uh, so the same type of facility you find here at 66 off of West Sox, you'll see them at 95. Right. Okay. Um, so, uh, yes, recycling is a big issue. Plastics still have a, 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 good, um, a, a good market. So, yes, plastic is recyclable. Styrofoam definitely is not. Put it in the trash. Um, we will um, we'll handle that like we do all of the other solid waste and, and actually we'll, we'll incinerate it and produce electricity out of it. Uh, in fact, we, we do enough of that to actually produce uh, 80 megawatts of power um, a day that, that can power as much as 4,000 homes in here. And just if you can touch on that lightly, how the county handles its uh, solid waste that yes. that goes when your uh, garbage man picks it up. Yep. It goes down to mm-hmm. facility in yep. Lorton. No, well, okay, a couple of places. Okay. So, uh, one thing: ninety percent of the uh, waste uh, collection and hauling is done by private sector. Right. We do ten percent of it in certain areas of the county. Um, 
The, all, all, once that waste is collected, it's brought to two places. The I-95 landfill, which has a, a, a hand, uh, goes directly into the incinerator um, uh, complex. And then here at 66, those trucks actually come in, and we have a, a, a station where they actually – we transfer it to bigger trucks, and those trucks actually go down to, towards the incinerator. And then the recycled material actually goes to a privately owned what we call uh, materials uh, recycling facilities. And there they separate the different types of recyclable materials that are then sold uh, uh, to the markets out there. And so now um, transitioning. Yep. Um, and we could talk all day about yeah. this stuff. So. Yeah. Um, talk to me about some of the um, the synergy, if you will. Um, you know, I know we, as a government entity, people own their piece of the pie, um, or they get very uh, uh, have blinders on. They're tunnel working vision. on just their tunnel vision, exactly working on their thing. Yeah. And, and I know, again, the story that I covered where it was quite a good story that wastewater and stormwater mm-hmm. worked together. And they wanted to kind of tell that as a good news story. Yeah. But also, if you could talk to me about some of the other groups within the county's governmental sure. infrastructure sure. that you work with. I, I personally know I'm working on another project with the health department yes. on septic systems. Yeah, you so, <laughs> I was um, mention that. you know, so that, that's, that's the, you know, certainly you mentioned that earlier, keeping yep. both the environment and the residents healthy. Yes. So there's the health department, there's parks. Talk to me about some of those groups sure. that you work directly sure. with. Just to, just to follow up on the health department. So we do a lot of work with them um, uh, in, 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 in a lot of areas. Uh, not to mention emergency response. But but so actually we have over 21,000 septic systems in the county um, because those are areas that were designated as non-sewer areas to protect water quality. Uh, Eventually those systems have to get pumped out. We actually receive all that pumpage (laughs) and treat it appropriately. So there's one linkage, but we're in, in many others. But here's another area, our capital facilities. We built facilities for all of the county, except for the schools. Um, and so we, we're working with every department in the county in order to provide them with the appropriate buildings that they need in order to do their job. Um, we work with schools as well. There's a number of areas where we collaborate. We're in every high school, for example, and expanding the middle and elementary school with a sewer science program, uh, which has become part of their curriculum. Uh, it's stormwater, um, uh, 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 same process. We um, parks and schools, for example, were taking over the the uh, maintenance and operations of all the stormwater facilities, mm. um, in order to make sure that we're we're meeting the the, the bay requirements that are imposed through our um, stormwater discharge permit. Um, we work with transportation. Actually, that's part of another part of uh, capital facilities in, in working to provide sidewalk, roads, parking, whatever um, they, they need in order to do that. Um, uh, you name it. We, we, touch with, we touch base with every, almost every, every department in, 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 uh, in the county, and it's because of the type of work that we do. But those are some of the examples where we are. Uh, and then, just again, a point of curiosity: How about with uh, like 
the uh, emergency public safety groups? Ah, uh, yes, very a big mission of public works. We are, uh, and if you if you look at the uh, planning that goes on in in the uh, emergency uh, area, uh, we're almost in every plan either mentioned as lead responder or assisting in the response. Uh, and, and again, it's because of all the experience that's there. It's the knowledge of infrastructure and how things work. And so we support quite a bit of all of that, uh, in addition to leading some of that, including things like de- debris removal after a hurricane or a tornado or, or some disaster like that. So I, I really appreciate your time. Um, and I'm going to get you back on because <laughs> we're only able to hit top-level yes. stuff here. Yeah. One thing I wanted just to get from you, um, what are some of your visions or some of the the bigger planning that you have in mind moving forward with the county? So a, a big um, uh, focus for us right now is how, how do we how do we do things uh, more efficiently, and not only in terms of operation but in terms of our energy use. Um, we've got, for example, we've got a major project right now that's going to change out all fifty eight thousand streetlights, close to fifty eight thousand streetlights that we don't own but Dominion owns within the county. We're going to LEDs. Those those are going to reduce our energy use, which is about those the current system is actually accounts for 15% of the energy use that in, in the county and we're going to go to LEDs we're going to have a reduction of about 52% when when that program gets done we're also looking at things like in in, in trying to adapt some of the innovation that's out there in the market we're looking to change our street poles for example in commercial and revitalization areas, those street poles are called smart technology. They'll have things like Wi-Fi, a place to plug in your EV vehicle. Um, they'll have sensors on them that, where we can help public safety folks out, but also help ourselves in terms of detecting pollution and that kind of thing. Um, so um, the sustainability, building resilience is another big part of what we're trying to do with our infrastructure to handle things like climate change and and um, and 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 being able to ensure that our infrastructure is resilient enough to be able to handle these challenges that's another big area for us that we're trying to focus in on um, so again I really appreciate your time um, just as far as whether it's employees or residents what what are some things that you want to um, remind folks out there. You mentioned some about the sure. complexity and the contamination mm-hmm. of recycles. Um, but if you could just kind of, let's end on a note of, <laughs> you know, here's where you can get more information. These are things that we want to just remind everybody and uh, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So I, I think my message to, to the residents of Fairfax County is um, be vigilant. Be vigilant of your actions because they have environmental consequences. Um, uh, 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 help us with the recycling program that's under current challenge. Do the right recycling that we give you advice for. In our wastewater f- program, for example, um, don't don't use your 
piping as as a trash can. Don't don't put things like used oil and hazardous materials down there. Um, don't put medicines down there. Um, our treatment systems are not designed to take those medicines out, even though to some degree they can. Um, and raccoons don't need antibiotics. They right? don't. They they do not. <laughs> Nor do the fish out there. Um, uh, uh, don't litter. Uh, and if you and, and volunteer, uh, the the Clean Fairfax runs a, a really good operation for community cleanups. Volunteer to do that. It, it you'll feel good about it, and you'll have a better neighborhood as a result of it. Um, uh, things like don't over don't over fertilize and don't use too many pesticides outside. They end up uh, creating runoff during rain events that ev- that contaminate our streams and our uh, and our water bodies. Be mindful of what you put out there. Again, with the con- with 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 the thought is your actions have consequences. Um, help us in 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 continuing the the growth that we had with respect to our to our tree canopy coverage, which is. Pretty phenomenal for an urban environment like ours that is now above 50%. You know, plant native species, they, they help, uh, and they minimize invasive species. No bamboo. No bamboo, please. <laughs> um, again, let's just remind everybody that you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov and go on to the DWEPS, or D, I'm going to say that wrong every time, DPWES website. Yes. Um, and again, there's cleanfairfax.org, and there's a number of organizations mm-hmm. that we're reminding people about. Um, Juan Reyes, thank you very much for your time. Absolutely. This is the very first uh, podcast of EnviroPod for Fairfax County. I want to thank my friend Irene Haskey for us getting this started. And um, again, thank you very much for your time. We're going to have you back, I, okay. I'm sure, and then we're going to be talking about that, and um, we will get more information out there about this. Absolutely. Again, thank you very much. Thanks for having me.